Chapter Sixteen of *The Nest of the Sparrowhawk* by Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. A conflict in the hubbub which immediately followed Lord Walterton's tirade, Aditha de Chavas beckoned to the florid woman who seemed to be her henchwoman and drew her aside to a distant corner of the room where there were no tables nigh and where the now subdued hum of the voices mingling with the sound of music on virginal and stringed instruments made a murmuring noise which effectually drowned the talk between the two women have you arranged everything mistress endicott asked editha speaking in a whisper everything mistress replied the other endicott understands perfectly said the woman with perceptible hesitation but what ails you mistress asked editha haughtily noting the hesitation and frowning with impatience thereat my husband thinks the game too dangerous i was not aware retorted mistress de chavasse dryly that i had desired master endicott's opinion on the subject mayhap not rejoined the other equally dryly but you did desire his help in the matter and he seems unmindful to give it why i have explained the game is too dangerous or the payment insufficient sneered editha which is it both mayhap assented mistress endicott with a careless shrug of her fat shoulders the risks are very great to-night especially why especially to-night because ever since you have been away from it this house though we did our best to make it seem deserted hath been watched of that i feel very sure my lord protector's watchmen have a suspicion of our our evening entertainments and i doubt not but that they desire to see for themselves how our guests enjoy themselves these nights well rejoined editha lightly what of that as you know we did not play for nigh on twelve months now endicott thought it too dangerous and to-night she checked herself abruptly for editha had turned an angry face and flashing eyes upon her to-night said mistress de chavasse curtly but peremptorily what of to-night i sent you orders from thanet that i wished the house opened to-night lord walterton sir james overbury and as many of our usual friends as were in the town apprised that play would be in full progress meseems she added casting a searching look all round the room that we have singularly few players it was difficult retorted the other with somewhat more diffidence in her tone than had characterized her speech before now young squire delamere committed suicide you remember him and lord cook killed sir humphrey clinton in a duel after that fracas we had here 
when the police patrol well nigh seized upon your person squire delamere's suicide and sir humphrey's death caused much unpleasant talk and old mistress delamere the mother hath i fear me still a watchful eye on us she means to do us lasting mischief it had been wiser to tarry yet a while twelve months is not sufficient for throwing the dust of ages over us and our doings that is my husband's opinion and also mine a scandal such as you propose to have to-night will bring the protector's spies about our ears his police too mayhap and then heaven help us all mistress for you in the country cannot conceive how rigorously are the laws enforced now against gambling betting swearing or any other form of innocent amusement why two wenches were whipped at the post by the public hangman only last week because forsooth they were betting on the winner amongst themselves whilst watching about of pell-mell and you know that john howthill stood in the pillory for two hours and had both his hands bored through with a hot iron for allowing gambling inside his coffee-house and so mistress you will perceive that i am speaking but in your own interests editha who had listened to the long tirade with marked impatience here interrupted the voluble lady with harsh command i crave your pardon mistress she said peremptorily my interests pre-eminently consist in being obeyed by those whom i pay for doing my behests now you and your worthy husband live here rent-free and derive a benefit of ten pounds every time our guests assemble well in return for that i make use of you and your names in case of any unpleasantness with the vigilance patrol or in case of a scandal which might reach my lord protector's ears up to this time your positions here have been a sinecure i even bore the brunt of the last fracas whilst you remained practically scatheless but to-night i own it there may be some risks but of a truth you have been well paid to take them but if we refuse to take the risks retorted the other if you refuse mistress said editha with a careless shrug of the shoulders you and your worthy lord go back to the gutter where i picked you up and within three months of that time i should doubtless have the satisfaction of seeing you both at the whipping-post for of a truth you would be driven to stealing or some other equally unavowable means of livelihood we could send you there said mistress endicott striving to suppress her own rising fury if we but said the word nay you would not be believed mistress but even so i do not perceive how my social ruin would benefit you since we are doomed anyhow after this night's work said the woman sullenly nay but why should you take so gloomy a view of the situation 
my lord protector hath forgot our existence by now believe me and of a surety his patrol hath not yet knocked at our door and methinks mistress added editha significantly tis not in your interest to quarrel with me i have no wish to quarrel with you quoth mistress endicott who apparently had come to the end of her resistance and no doubt had known all along that her fortunes were too much bound up with those of mistress de chavas to allow of a rupture between them then everything is vastly satisfactory said editha with forced gaiety i rely on you mistress and on endicott's undoubted talents to bring this last matter to a successful issue to-night remember mistress i rely on you perhaps mistress endicott would have liked to prolong the argument as a matter of fact neither she nor her husband counted the risks of a midnight fracas of great moment to themselves they had so very little to lose a precarious existence based on illicit deeds of all sorts had rendered them hard and reckless all they wished was to be well paid for the risks they ran neither of them was wholly unacquainted with the pillory and it held no great terrors for them there were so many unavowable pleasures these days which required a human cloak to cover the identity of the real transgressor that people like master and mistress endicott prospered vastly the case of mistress de chavasse's london house wherein the ex-actress had some few years ago established a gaming-club together with its various emoluments attached thereunto suited the endicott's requirements to perfection but the woman desired an increase of payment for the special risk she would run to-night and was sorely vexed that she could not succeed in intimidating editha with threats of vigilance patrol and whipping-posts mistress de chavasse knew full well that the endicotts did not intend to quarrel with her and having threatened rupture unless her commands were obeyed she had no wish to argue the matter further with her henchwoman at that moment too there came the sound of significant and methodical rappings at the door editha who had persistently throughout her discussion with mistress endicott kept one ear open for that sound heard it even through the buzz of talk she made a scarcely visible gesture of the hand bidding the other woman to follow her that gesture was quickly followed by a look of command mistress endicott presumably had finally made up her mind to obey she shrugged her fat shoulders and followed mistress de chavasse as far as the centre of the room remember that you are the hostess now murmured editha to her as she herself went to the door and opened it with an affected cry of surprise and pleasure she welcomed sir marmaduke de chavasse who was standing on the threshold prepared to enter and escorted by his young secretary 
Master Richard Lambert. End of chapter 16